We want to hear from you right now. Text us at 918-262-5072. All right, 159 here on the Blitz 1170 on this Tuesday. You can win a trip to see the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving take on the New York Giants. Courtesy of our friends at Miller Lite, we're going to be at River Spirit Casino Resort on Thursday inside the Scoreboard Sports Bar. It's a chance for you to go get the exclusive text-to-win code. When you do that, you are automatically entered to win the tickets to the game, which includes a two-night stay at the Gaylord Texan, $500 spending cash, and also admission to the DraftKings party. It's a chance of a lifetime to see the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. We've got that game, by the way, right here on the Blitz 1170 on Thanksgiving Day uh, from our friends at Miller Lite. Let's hit up the Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline and welcome in Scott Wright from the Oklahoma into the program who covers the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Scott, what's going on, man? How are you? Wait, does, it, does this mean I won the trip to to the Dallas Cowboys game? Well, that, I can I can I can send you the text oh, to no. win code <laughs> if you would like. <laughs> I can't guarantee anything, wink wink, that that uh, guess, that it I won't guess. happen or not, but uh, you know. I got I got excited listening to it. The DraftKings party, the Gaylord Texans, sign me up. Yeah. And the best thing about it, Scott, I didn't even bring up, they've got a shuttle that runs from the Gaylord to the stadium so you don't have to put up oh. with the nonsense that is trying to park there at AT&T. And if anyone's ever done that, that sucks. I won't lie to you at all. <laughs> it's the worst part of that entire stadium is trying to park there. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, man. So big game coming up this weekend. And uh, I don't know if I want to necessarily put this into the elimination game category, but it's kind of teetering towards that. How do you feel about this one in terms of just that this weekend for Oklahoma State? It's, it kind of feels that way. It really does. I mean, I think you get to the end of the season, there's probably going to be a two-loss team in the Big 12 title game. But, man, getting to this early would uh, would not be – a great situation. So it feels like this could be the type of game that, that swings one team, you know, on the outside looking in, uh, maybe it's the best way to say it at this point, because I do, I do think a two win team is going to fight their way back into the big 12 title game this season, just because of the, the balance and the parity in this league and how tough it is, um, you know, from, from week to week. So, uh, it's a matter of of establishing yourself as as one of the real contenders, and I think a win this week for either of the, these teams goes a long way toward that. What did we learn from Gundy yesterday? Uh, outside of don't ask him about injuries, especially when they involve a a quarterback. Uh, I liked his response to the Molly McGrath report, which was, hey, Molly is the one that said, we know this, we know that about things. It wasn't necessarily us that was saying that. But when did you start to catch wind, Scott? I guess should be the question about Spencer throughout the week, maybe not practicing as much as they would like. There was there was some weird stuff circulating really early in the week. Um, you know, on Tuesdays, we go and meet with a few select players after practice uh, for interviews. And so we come into the facility as the players are leaving. So everybody saw Spencer walking away from practice in full pads, uh, you know, not, not having any kind of uh, 
um, you know, protective gear other than one of the shoulder pads. Nothing, um, nothing medical in terms of like a sling or anything like that is what I'm getting at. So that sort of uh, sort of calmed anything down at that point. Uh, but then a couple of days later, it started to ramp up a little bit. Friday, it was getting really crazy, and, and Saturday morning, it was just out of control. Uh, the, uh, the the types of rumors that were that were circulating around about him. So um, it was it was a, a really strange week trying to figure out uh, because I mean even even sources that that I feel have pretty good knowledge uh, in terms of sources that I have uh, were uh, were uh, you know on on opposite sides of the, the the debate. So it was really hard to figure out what was accurate. And what was going to happen? So, and I assume it's going to be that way this week too, because Mike Gummy's not going to uh, not going to give out anything. No, not even a shoulder or what shoulder it could be, or an ankle or anything else like that. From from just <laughs> watching Spencer, so this is completely from from afar, but watching him on the television broadcast, it seemed like that the longer the game went along, it looked like that he started to struggle a little bit, or just something wasn't quite right with him. I completely agree. The uh, the numbers certainly uh, certainly seem to suggest that, but you can look at, at some of the throws that he was making in the you know the third and, and fourth quarter, where maybe there was a little bit of zip missing and the ball wasn't quite getting to a guy on time, and uh, DB was able to catch up. Or the interception he threw, he typically doesn't underthrow a deep ball. If he's going to miss, he usually misses too deep. Um, so to see him underthrow that one and get picked off like that was a little bit of a rarity. And I understand Spencer throws a lot of interceptions or has over the course of his career, but he doesn't typically throw that type of pick. So uh, that was uh, a little bit of a sign that maybe things were a little bit off. And like I said, the numbers certainly bore it out. He was seven of 10 in the first quarter and then nine of 26, the rest of the game. So uh, it was uh, it was definitely something, and and I think th- I think that the numbers probably led to a little bit of of maybe Oklahoma State coaches putting him in some bad situations later in the game because they uh, they kind of didn't react to what was happening with how he was throwing. Yeah, I think that's a fair point for sure. Um, because I I think they they take the approach of well, if he's good enough to be out there, right, then he's good enough to operate the offense. And right. and not adjusting to that, and w- I think more than anything, Scott, it signified the true importance of a 100% healthy Spencer and what they want to do in general with just their base offense. Absolutely, I mean you've you've got to have him being able to run the ball for one, and you know they didn't uh, they didn't really protect him as much as I thought they might, considering that it is a shoulder injury. Uh, he still ran the ball 11 times. And was, but he was, but he was really impactful early in the game, and and that sort of uh, sort of dissipated as well. Um, but yes, they uh, they really need him uh, to be able to do the things that he does, and you know, some of the out routes, the longer out routes that he that he is able to to make those throws. He he wasn't really hitting those, um, but you could see in the in the stats that that. John Paul Richardson and Brennan Presley and Dominic Richardson coming out of the backfield were their top receiving options, and they probably should have gone to them a little bit more frequently later in the game. The other thing I think that got highlighted was, uh, and, and maybe now you go back and think, all right, maybe they were living a little bit dangerously with the running game uh, or the lack of explosiveness from a running game in the past, and they've they've been able to make up with that through Spencer. But when, when he's tweaked and – got some sort of injury that's happening um, that 
that running game, uh, it, it doesn't really change from anything that it's been. And I know everyone says, hey, what can you do to try to help change this, add some things to it? it Mike Gunny's basically saying this is who we are, and we have to be this way moving forward. We're not going to change anything that we're doing. Right. That's exactly what uh, how he addressed it yesterday. And that's, you know, there have been times when – you look back at last season, and obviously Mike Gunny addressed this as well yesterday when uh, when I asked him about it, but you look back at last season, they were horrible running the ball the first two weeks, and then they got a lot better in week three when they went up to Boise State, and then it, it became a uh, a pretty regular uh, constant of, the, of their offense that they were able to run the ball until they got to the Baylor game and the Big 12 title game. Um, but, you know, Mike Gunny pointed out that you know, the guy that was running the ball last year is, is playing for the Steelers right now. He's the number two running back behind Najee Harris. So uh, Jalen Warren is, is certainly missed, and I don't think that that's necessarily a knock on what Dominic Richardson is doing because he's running really hard, and he is uh, he is getting some tough yards. Um, you know, he's he's gaining yards when there don't appear to be yards available, uh, but they just, uh, they just aren't opening the type of holes that they need right now, and – you know, you've got you know, three fifths of the line are guys that played last year on the on the same group that was that was having success. So, you know, you, you I guess you hope if you're an Oklahoma State fan that the guys on that left side are are still growing up with Caleb Etienne at left tackle, Taylor Turco at left guard being in their first years as starters, that they're going to keep developing. And you know, Preston Wilson was out last week. That was uh, an impactful uh, injury. There, we'll see what happens with his uh, lower leg injury that he's dealing with because they could really use him at center uh, because he is, uh, you know, against Baylor, he was, uh, he was really talented going up against Siaki Ika, the big defensive tackle. So he's a, a really important piece of, of the puzzle there. So if they can get him healthy and get those other guys moving along, maybe you see them be a little bit more productive, but they really need to be able to do that because when you can't run against a six or seven man box, it makes it really hard on Spencer to find somewhere to go with the ball. Scott Wright joins us here via the Oklahoma Four Dealers hotline on the Blitz 1170. What was Mike's comments on Texas and how he sees them heading in this weekend? You know, obviously very concerned about about what the running backs, particularly B. John Robinson, can do. They had a lot of trouble slowing him down last year whenever whenever things were going Texas' way last season in this game. B. John Robinson was, was making things really difficult on Oklahoma State. And then uh, for whatever reason – uh, whether it was, uh, you know, Texas started to panic a little bit, got away from the run game when uh, when OSU started to take control, um, and, and Robinson just wasn't a factor over the last quarter and a half, and OSU comes back and wins that game. So um, you know, that's uh, that's the big concern is is Robinson and, and Roshan Johnson. OSU's coming off a game where they gave up 5.2 yards per carry to, uh, to, to, to TCU. And that was the most they've allowed in a single game going back to 2020. So, uh, definitely a, uh, a weakness there that they need to, to shore up. Uh, Texas is really good at protecting their quarterbacks. They're second in, uh, in the big 12 in sacks allowed right now, but Oklahoma state has to find a way to, um, impact the game, get to Quinn Ewers somehow and uh, and and make it difficult for him in the uh, in the backfield to find out where to go. Well, and that's it's not an easy task, is it? Right, because you you essentially take and play, if you play a light box against Texas, then you've got Robinson. Uh, then if you you know you're dropping seven or eight into coverage just to make sure they're not taking the top off of things with what might be the best 
collection of receivers in in the entire country as well. Uh, you're you're running a risk there, right? Because for the first time in a while, it seems like that Texas finally has that dude at quarterback uh, that can be a difference maker. So it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't with Oklahoma State's defense this weekend. I can't wait to see how they try to attack this. Yeah, it's a, it's a really scary situation. Like I said, they 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 really struggled tackling last week, and if that's an issue against guys like Bijan Robinson. Um, you know, it's going to be a real problem. Uh, they had they had some coverage busts uh, where Quentin Johnson was running wide open on a couple of plays. You let Xavier Worthy do that, he's behind everybody, and it's an 80-yard touchdown. So uh, it's a uh, a really big challenge. Like I said, Texas, Texas is, is really good on the offensive line when it comes to protecting Quinn Ewers, and Oklahoma State's got to find some way to uh, to get to him. They're obviously very talented on the defensive front, uh, but this is going to be a big test for those guys too. You know, more than anything, Scott, I think the thing that intrigues me about this game is so much of the past offseason has been talking about the culture around the football program, the culture within the athletic department in general. Uh, There's never a bigger challenge and test of your culture than trying to rebound after a loss and to see how they handled it. And look, injuries play such a significant role in that. So maybe you can't go too heavy-handed on something like this. But if the culture is as good as what everyone says that it is and that we believe it is under Mike Gundy, they might still lose this game, but they're going to find a way to bounce back and still be competitive in a game like this. I I just think that the program's at a place where I'm a firm believer in that. But we, we get our first at least taste of it here in the 2022 season. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you go back through 2021 and 2020, this team never lost two in a row. They bounced back uh, the following week and uh, and won every week after a loss of the, the five losses they had the previous two seasons. So this is where you want to see if uh, if that's for real. Um, you know, 2019, they had a couple of times where they lost back-to-back weeks. And I think that this team is a, is a lot more mature. You talked about the culture. I think that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, down the stretch of the TCU game, I, I felt like the defense was maybe getting a little bit tired for the first time I've seen in in, in a couple of years. Um, so I think that was uh, uh, some that'd be something to to keep an eye on this week. So um, you know, they they take a lot of pride in what they're building culture wise and attitude wise in this program, and this week will be a good test for both of those. Uh, you had this on your Twitter uh, page. Uh, Brock Martin getting a nice F-150, huh? Uh, not, yeah. Not, not too shabby in yeah. a little NIL deal. I'll, I'll take that every day of the week. Someone want to pay for my gas, too, while we're at it? That's that's awesome uh, to see Brock <laughs> Martin kind of capitalize on an NIL deal. Yeah, it was really cool. A nice truck. And like you said, now uh, now you got to start working with Quick Trip or something <laughs> get, you, uh, get you some gas. And you're all set, right? What has been? Because I haven't. I've. It's difficult sometimes in the middle of the season to catch up with a variety of different NIL deals. But I, I know what they've done with Pokes with a Purpose and everything else. But what kind of has been the the status in the collective nature, no pun intended, of NIL deals signed by some of the OSU athletes? Um, so there's a truck that's that's that we just talked about here. But is this something? And it doesn't even have to be in terms of like a truck, Scott, but just in general, are you starting to see more of these kind of show up at Oklahoma State's football program with some of these NIL deals? Uh, really across the board, you know, Dayton Fix, the wrestler, he got a, a, a truck not too long ago. And, um, you know, the the big ones are, are stuff you hear about because, because 
the people involved, you know, in in this case, kind of want some attention for what <laughs> they're doing to help a student athlete. Yeah, but but uh, you know, some of the smaller things and the uh, you know the the collectives, folks with the purpose, things that are being done through that that are more team wide. Um, you know, you don't necessarily hear uh, a lot of, but uh, from everybody I've talked to, Oklahoma State is going in a really strong direction in terms of. Uh, you know, getting contributions, getting people involved, and doing things that are going to help programs across the board. Whether it's you know five-figure deals for uh, uh, for for athletes, uh, you know, on a consistent basis, or individual one-off situations like uh, like like Brock Martin in the truck, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, you, you you don't hear a ton of of the individual deals right now, though there there are some of those out there, but. Uh, they are doing a really good job of keeping the things balanced within what they're doing. And um, you know, Barry Henson, the, the former assistant basketball coach, is, is heading up that department and doing a really good job of putting that thing all together and making sure that they're at the uh, the leading edge of what they're doing for their student-athletes. Scott, this has been great, man, as always. I appreciate you taking a few moments to come on with us here on The Blitz. Keep up the great work, man, and enjoy Stillwater on homecoming coming up this weekend. Awesome. Thanks, Pop. Appreciate you, man. Uh, that is Scott Wright joining us here via the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline. He is correct in that for the very first time, Matt, did it not seem like that Oklahoma State's defense started to get a little bit, at least look tired, worn down, however you want to describe it. Colby had mentioned that yesterday. Look at the amount of snaps that they have had to play here over the last couple of weeks, and those really take a toll on you. It's it's the key reason behind, or one of the key reasons behind, these coaches trying to go forward on fourth down attempts, trying to keep you on the field as long as they can. 23 extra snaps in Texas Tech game, those eventually start to add up over a period of time. And Oklahoma State looked a little bit winded towards the end of that game. Now, from what I understand, last Saturday was also really hot in Fort Worth. So what was the date on that? Was that the, is that the 